bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Sunny day today. Oh, boy. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Okay. What do we got? What do we got today? Oh, I got a little review of a little game that was sent to me by John Allen Large. And we've also got a voicemail. So let's take care of that after this. All right. I got a voicemail from Jason Saturno. And he wanted to know something about some something what happened something happened in his game and he wanted to get my opinion on it. So go ahead, Jason. Hey Glenn, it's JS calling to say uh, great show. I wanted to just ask you a question. My characters ran into, in a first edition game, uh, a teleporting mirror from one room in the dungeon to another room. And when they got to that secondary room, they were deciding to put the mirror flush against the wall or flush facing the floor in order, in theory, to disallow further people from coming through the mirror and following them. Just wanted to know your thoughts in regards to that and or the possibility perhaps of the mirror breaking and or perhaps some additional clues if the mirror broke, etc. Or even perhaps a tortured spirit being released from the mirror. Any thoughts you have on this would be really appreciated. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Let's see. Mirrors that teleport. Hmm. Well, I think it's rather clever that they're going to put it under the wall or the floor. So kudos for them. And I don't know. I'd have a whole lot of fun with this. Now, having people, like, if, if it's like a mirror, if they, they kind of, if they're kind of like mirrors of life trapping or adapted mirrors of life trapping, yeah, you can have anything co- come out you want. I mean, I've, got a tale of Labyrinth Lord where we had <laughs> we had a mirror of life trapping that a character had that somebody broke it and a giant came out in the middle of a tavern. So, you know, there's that. That's the short version anyway. <laughs> but, you know, putting them on another, another wall, they could carry, I, I don't know how, I'm assuming this is like a full length mirror, so it's not something they can carry around with them. Otherwise, they'd make them very easy. Make it very easy to get into like dungeon rooms and things like that, or maybe even pilfer something from the money lenders or something like that. But I'm thinking that putting on the floor to me is funny because all of a sudden, to me, they're they're kind of like double portable holes when you use them when you use them, you know, by themselves. And putting them on the floor is an automatic trap door. If you could do something like cover it or in a dark room, somebody walks through it and they fall through into the basement or another level or something like that, you can use that for for your enemies and things like that. That's assuming you can carry it. So, yeah, those those kind of things would be fun. Use it. I'd, I'd use them as portable holes. You know, you put it on the floor, somebody's going to fall through it. You put it in the... Put it on the, the wall, somebody can walk through. And there's good things and the bad things about that. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. And I hope that helps, Jason. And thank you for sending in that voicemail. Now, a review. This is a review of a PDF that you can find on DriveThruRPG. 
and it was written by my friend John Allen Large for for he has I believe Red Dice Diaries has a store on there or something like that. But all you have to do is type in John Allen Large or something like that. Anyway, it's called the Old, no, I'm sorry, the Little Barber Shop of Terror. And it says it's designed for use with old school essentials, but you can use it with any role-playing game as far as I'm concerned. I read through it, and it's just a matter of, you know, if it's something more current like 5th edition, just gussying up the stat blocks of work. But this is more, this is, now this is more investigation than, than combat. So I want to warn that, warn you of that up front. But I like this story. This is a great little, it's a little, it's a little murder mystery. I think of it as a little murder, because it's nothing big, but you could expand it. And it's the concept, and I hope I'm not giving away spoilers on this, is like, what if Sweeney Todd was like Dr. Frankenstein. So that gives you that gives you an idea right there. It kicks off with a the murder. There's been a murder of a noble and nobody can figure out who did it. This big hulking creature and the adventurer's got to find the it's got to find the lowdown on it pretty much. Now it's printed very nice uh, two column, easy to read. And he's very thorough on this. Thorough, but not, it's not, it was an easy read. I read it in about 15, 20 minutes. So it's a small adventure. It's a small, it's a small murder mystery. He gives you the maps of, you know, the main, the main action where, where the climax had happened. And it gives you, it gives you a way of putting it into any city. It's a city-based adventure, basically. And it revolves around this barber surgeon. And I forget his name. It's right here. Son of a gun. Yeah. Henley Stroud. Now, he he's under suspicion. Now, first of all, there's a murder. So it starts pointing to him. And the way he does it, I don't want to. Uh, the way the way it works out, I don't want to give it away. But the thieves' guild gets involved, and the watch asks for help, and his wife is all, you know, the usual type stuff. But what I like about it is, first of all, it gives you. It's very thorough about where the PCs are going, or, you know, they could go anywhere, but they give you the most likely places they go, like the watch. Or the Thieves Guild, or you know, talk about talk to other people uh, and other places. Atero O'Brien's Bazaar, where this guy bought a book, the Red Lion Tavern, and it gives you some great rumor tables for some of these places, like the tavern and things like that. And what it does is it breaks down the scene of the crime, shows you. He bullet points it. I love bullet points. So he bullet points everything. And but he, he bullet points it, but he does elaborate in the bullet point, but it's no more than like a paragraph. So it's like I said, it's an easy read. And if something and it's just everything's up front. It's like one or two paragraphs. Boom, go. You know, uh the Thieves Guild, for for instance. They talk about the illegal gambling, the red lines are front for the Thieves Guild. Okay, they have an, a gambling parlor in the back. 
There's uh, the guild lieutenant Geralda. She's a real tough broad who takes, she's the one who does the guild's business in this part of town. She collects the guild cut from everybody, runs the gambling, gives her stats. What Geralda knows. Boom, bullet point, boom, bullet point, boom, bullet point. And a, just a quick, a quick paragraph to read, real easy. And the whole thing's like that. It's very, I mean, you could, you could just read this like, say, the day before or the day of a session. Just sit down for about 45 minutes and read this and you just, you can use it. And what I like about it is it's got a lot of, it's got quite a few uh, plot threads that are left hanging. I mean, you, yes, the the adventure concludes, but it also has a few plot threads and also talks about expanding the adventure. And it works that way. It all has to do with magic and a monster and things like that. And I could easily see, if you want to put more action in here, I can easily see encounters happening in the city that may have to do with this or may not have to do with this or, or tangentially hooked, you know, associated with this thing and it even gives the end unanswered questions in other words there's a few things that the scenario didn't answer and you know it just speculates on how you could do that and it's an easy it's an easy very easy expansion so i would recommend this one highly the little barber shop of terror by john allen large and you can find that on drive through rpg it's a pay what you like so it's that's an even better deal. So he recommend he recommends about five bucks, and I I give five bucks to this thing, yeah. But I was he sent me this for review, so it's it's worth it. Go check it out at Drive Through RPG, Little Barbershop of Terror, by John Allen Larch. So anyway, I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. By the way, if you want to send me any review stuff, uh, PDFs or anything, you know, go ahead. I will I will look at them and I will review them here. I This is this channel, like I said before, this channel is for stuff that doesn't get a lot of traction because it's on PDF on drive-thru or something like that. Anyway. Anyway, we are all monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I thank you. Thanks to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, and Michael. You guys are great. Thanks for helping support me. Listen to Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast. Mark C. Wallring's The Young Albert Podcast. To Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.